This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked me not to read an ad, so I'm just going to thank them for their constant friendship and support. Enjoy the show. Welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my good friend, Chris Blake, and he talks to me about the straight edge movement. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, it's introduced right at the top, but it's the uh, pledge to not use any um, alcohol or substances or have any sexual relations outside of a relationship, an aspect that I did not know about until the interview but also one that we did not cover all that much. We talked a vast majority about uh, alcohol use um, and Chris's uh, lack of it through his 26th year and um, his uh, introduction to it in the last three. Uh, so it was kind of an interesting um dive into where Straight Edge came from in hardcore music and uh, where it kind of turned for Chris. It's not some kind of great um, breaking of spirits or something like that, uh, no pun intended, um, but it, it just more of a gradual kind of human, all right, let's see what this is kind of thing, uh, but it's really interesting to talk about uh, its tenants and its role in his life. Uh, and its role in music and vice versa, music's role in the uh, movement, because I think that's a lot of what it was for Chris, was growing up um, being a huge fan of those bands and uh, seeing that, that was something that uh, was important for them, which is interesting and like better than a lot of alternative things that a band could be proponents of, I suppose. Uh, so get into this. Um Chris and I have one more week of Attend the Tale of Danny Tanner at the Playground Theater. That's Saturday night at 1030, uh, the last Saturday in May. Chris is playing the titular Danny Tanner. Uh, we have a wonderful duet that I enjoy each time we get to do it together. And uh, yeah, I think you should come check it out if that sounds at all exciting to you. Another thing I think you can come check out, Thursday nights, 930 at the Annoyance. It's the fishbowl. If you are an improv student of any kind, you can come and put your ID into the bowl. If you are a veteran of uh, teaching or playing at the Annoyance, then we welcome you to uh, pl play in the fishbowl part as well. Four or five teachers, four or five students all getting to band together, play around, uh, and sight unseen, the team that I'm on closes it out each week. Um, one more th announcement type thing. Uh, I think that every episode in June is going to be a retrospect type call-in um, from the first three years of the show. Uh, next, or er, actually, the day this is released, I'll be doing a, a taking a bunch of calls from past guests, checking in. And uh, kind of seeing if they have any updates on their what their topic was or anything else since we last spoke. And I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, the whole schedule is all filled out. Um, picking up some more people another night 
uh, who really wanted to do it and found that the schedule was full and that is crazy and cool. And, uh, I'm excited for that to, uh, be something to get to share with people who listen to the show and to, to get to be something that I'll get to share with the people who've done it in the past. Cause that's always been a, uh, a big part of it for me is just getting to share each week with each guest and kind of checking in and feeling that out is going to be really exciting and a fun little challenge. And I hope that it turns out to be an enjoyable thing for listeners of the show as well. Um, so thanks for uh, three years of shows. Uh, this drops on the three-year anniversary of when I started it, and that's uh, pretty freaking cool. And I really... Uh, have enjoyed the whole journey and I'm really excited to kind of uh, feel that out as I take calls from people who've done it in the past. Um, thanks so much. If you want to listen to other shows in the Chicago Podcast Co-op, that.com is where you can check them out. I've really been enjoying um, a lot of shows in the co-op, open-ended, Hello from the Magic Tavern, Improvised Star Trek, uh, I listen to so many at Coke Brothers Mystery Show, I, Your Stories Under the Nerdalogs um, group of shows. It, it's such a fun thing to be a part of and something that I actively participate in as much as possible. So I encourage all of you guys listening to do so too. And if you like any of these shows, like them, um, or rate them on iTunes, recommend them to your friends. Um, it's a cool, I think, audio medium is finding a, a new home and I also think it's weirdly having a, a kind of um boon of some sort uh, there's just so much a lot of things are, are booning uh because of the way the internet exists um but uh, the more the merrier I say I, I feel like this will probably get talked about a little bit uh in a coming up but we'll see we'll see until then thank you so much for listening and enjoy this conversation with chris please start it. it this is a party <laughs> we've been having little mini parties every uh, saturday night uh, okay, <laughs> every saturday <laughs> one more mm-hmm. i think it'll be the biggest party of biggest all biggest <laughs> party we could ask for <laughs> uh that show's been super fun yeah it has to have gotten to work with you on it yeah uh my guest today is my friend chris blake He's mm-hmm. sipping an ice cold Pamplemousse, Pamplemousse. Lacroix. Yeah. That's a, uh, I learned today that is French for grapefruit. I shared that information <laughs> yeah, with him. Yeah, that was very good to me. It was very helpful. Very, very helpful. Now you know, man. Now you know. Uh, and Chris is going to be talking to me about, you said, I think you said the history of straight I edge. mean, yeah. and just But like if we... What do they call it? Like a movement? Yeah, like yeah. A straight edge movement. It's a movement, and the history is not very long. Okay. It's just like so let, we can keep it like yeah, broad. Uh, like it is like just straight edge. Three minutes, you could you could knock it out <laughs> in three minutes. But I'm sure you have plenty to talk There's, about. Sure, uh, all, like yeah. all encompassing. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Where uh, where's the origin of your love for straight edge? Story? Oh man, the origin of it. Uh, I guess I guess to start. Uh, Straight Edge is this movement that spawned out of Washington, D.C. right around the late 70s, early 80s. I didn't even know it was like kind of localized to where oh, you were, too. Yeah, I know. And uh, that's the thing, too. It just, it, I didn't either. Uh, 
I was very, I like, so it started with this band Minor Threat, and it was hardcore had just been blowing up, and they kind of, it started out in West, and their hardcore is just fast, fast fucking punk. Okay. And then you had New York, which was a little bit more edgier, and mm-hmm. they were kind of in this mindset of, we're brothers in the street, and we, okay. gotta, look, we gotta look out for each other, so cool. that's... They had bigger problems. <laughs> the lead singer of Minor Threat, Ian Mackay, started this movement and this ideal, or this idea of living without substance. So straight edges, no drugs, no alcohol, and then no promiscuous sex. Really? Yeah. Like out of a relationship? Out of a relationship, okay. right. So like you're not going to do one night stands and that kind of thing. If you're dating somebody, then... That's it? That's like, it's like, and this it's, is it. Okay. Yeah, oh, it is. And like, Acceptable. Absolutely. That's and pretty, uh, that's it, forward right. in terms and it, of. And like from where it started in that sense, he very much was just like, look, I don't need to have substance. I like keeping my head clear. I like being who I am. Uh-huh. And that's what I want to be. And he coined the term, I've got the straight edge. And then all of a sudden these kids in D.C. start showing up with X's on their hands. Uh. And like. I've That's got this straight edge. I got the straight edge. That's he's so he started this kind of from this. It was a positive kind of outlook on life. And right. He very much was just no, 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 no. I, I, I'm doing this for me because I don't need it, and that's kind of the key. Oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then you got these dudes in Boston, and it, <laughs> it kind of traveled up that way, and they took it. Uh, they took it kind of more extreme much like every other like movement. trying to like more, talk people more el- out of doing it right and like more elitist more just like anger towards people who did yeah so it's just like, hey fuck i'm better you. than you i'm better than you interesting mm-hmm. so like i you said like how all movements were oh, yeah. <laughs> some people are still gonna be There's, assholes mm, even if the tenants are always an extreme supposed to be positive oh god it's so so true uh I was in I was in seventh grade, yeah. I was in seventh grade, and there's this kid in my high school, and I, I was starting to listening. I started listening to hardcore music, and like, that's really what started it was from the music aspect. And so I was just, I loved it. I loved this hardcore, uh-huh. and like, eventually you start to find these other kids and these people who love the same music, and that just is a connection right there. It's uh, like, of oh, course, yeah, yeah. We this is what we we sure. like. Sure, sure. So I. Uh-huh. Rem- I remember I was at... Especially pre-internet. Oh, <laughs> you know what right, I mean? right. And so everybody like had giant booklets of CDs somehow right. burned. And I had a friend named Eric Bernier. From like Kazaa yeah. or something like that. <laughs> you had that one friend who knew how to fucking download everything. Uh-huh. And he's just like, yeah, man, here you go. And yeah. just like a booklet. Uh-huh. Like it was, it was awesome. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. And this guy, I remember his name was Dave Doucette. Wonderful dude. Uh, he comes up to me. He was older. And he's like, yo, man, do you drink? I was like, no. And he's like, <laughs> I'm in seventh grade. Yeah. Like, do you smoke? And I was like, no. He goes, you're straight edge. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then from there kind of. Is it cigarette smoking too? Oh, Is it's, that it's considered like a substance? Yeah. Okay. yeah I was just curious. Mm-hmm. And then you have like some people who take it even to the further extreme of just like any kind of Pharma aspirin. drugs or uh-huh. something. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering that. Like there's. There's myths. I would say myths. I'll put this where like people will go get like dental work done and they're like, 
I don't want any anesthesia. Oh, I'm straight God. edge. I'm like, no, dude. Oh, God. I will take that, please. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's going to hurt. <laughs> so these and Let the medical professional. Yes, no. This is what they do. Yeah. So you, you found that, and then you started hanging out with other kids who were straight edge, and it was just already just... You were included uh-huh. because you believed this. Uh-huh. So it was very enticing and very just enjoyable to be a part of that. Right. And it was something different. It was something that you could hold on to and make your own. And I Gosh, mean. Gosh, especially at that age is so like yes. impressionable. Mm-hmm. And, and we're like, everybody's trying to claw for an identity of who Wanting to be a part of something. Yeah. Right. Sure, sure. Right. And so that's really what drew it. That's what pulled me in of just like, oh God, this is great. I have friends who like the same music and also are more knowledgeable of the music I like and they will <laughs> show me more music yeah. and they'll take me downtown to see shows. We'll go uh, just run around and mosh and do whatever. <laughs> right. Then afterwards sit on the curb and drink a Gatorade at the 7-Eleven. Like that's, right. that was what I did all through high school that's so funny mm-hmm. that's exactly what i did with um when nick johnson who talked about no effects on yeah. mbsing uh like a year and a half after we did that i went to a house of blues show with him to see no effects and we moshed and i had never done it before but it was just kind of him getting to like share that with me yeah and one of his old buddies that he like used to mosh with thing like go to shows yeah. like that with all the time came into town for it and then we fucking went to a 7-Eleven by the House of Blues yes, and drank you a do. Gatorade. Yeah, you do. That is just like, whoo. That is literally oh, what we did. Oh, you and you feel it too. You're just like, oh God. Uh, yes, please. Mm-hmm. And it's the best. It's, yeah. That's so fun. So you got to mosh, right? Yeah, Is everybody really nice? Everybody. Yes, it was so, Good. I fell down like, a couple of times Everybody and, you and right I was up, up right? in a second and like if it had never really like been any one person's fault like mm-hmm. I watched guys like call someone out like call people out and be like hey calm down yeah. like it yeah. was amazing like I'm getting chills thinking about it it was amazing I can imagine mm-hmm. in that like realm if people really were like being nice and like supportive right. and just trying to like dig around and like dance like aggressively to music that you guys all like oh yeah and like i will tell you the truth it is uh, you you have punk shows where you have like this kind of circle pit and everybody's just bumping and Uh moving almost like fucking atoms moving into each other Uh uh-huh whenever you'd go to a hardcore show this was like oh god (laughs) it was almost like tribal really People, people practiced before they got no joke you would as a kid, you two-stepped in front of the mirror to make sure you didn't look like an idiot. You, you just fucking knew, and you move side to side, and you keep a foot in front, foot in back, and that's how you avoid it. But these kids are just swinging, and, like, they are going full oh force. Oh, my and if you, God. You that gotta, sounds... I don't like No, that. <laughs> no, and that's the thing. You go there, and you see, and it's just, oof, okay. It's a different thing. They're, but, like beating each other almost almost and it depended on who the band was really because some of them some of them very much would still play that same style of like hardcore where it is this just like two-step moments and it's just like we're gonna break this down fucking go hard right but for god's sake just be good kill each other just be good to each other oh god and (laughs) oh yeah so like 
<laughs> yeah, I think he said tribal, but like mm-hmm. it's like pr- like it is like it is, primal, it's, it's like the most Neanderthal, like yeah. Because even scent. there's even something ab- to moshing like that too, uh, like the punk moshing that I yeah. did. Uh, but it was still like. It's like connectedness. I guarantee you somebody there just was like secured positivity in that pit. Uh And we all just like in the same place having a great time. Uh Uh-huh. Which is, that's what it should be. Uh Uh-huh. With this this straight edge thing, it was just like, (sighs) nobody was really looking. Like everybody was there Uh for a straight edge band. This band claimed to be straight edge. They would sing songs about being straight edge. And so you kind of knew... And what, depending on their take on it, it would influence how, like, people would just be angry. Of just and like, that's, I was going to ask you about mm-hmm. that. Because, like, there were a couple of people at this show that were just too drunk to be doing what they were doing. Oh, yeah. But I feel like it would be really interesting to see that kind of audience. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's kids who are angry and uh, they go there to release everything of physically. Course. And it it was uh it was awesome. Like, it, <laughs> it was. It was just like this it was this kind of place where you walked in, you felt it, everybody would just kind of like their shoulders would hunch, their arms would cross, and they would just be waiting, waiting for this band to start, and you'd hear like the you'd feel that fucking bass drum hitting your chest and everybody's just yeah. like, Let's get to it, let's fucking go. Fuck. Mm-hmm. And as I mean, in high school, I fucking loved it. I be- I oh, can't God. imagine how much a bunch of like <laughs> angry hormonal teenage boys oh, <laughs> getting out were. like <laughs> sexual and emotional oh, aggression. Yeah. <laughs> it was all of them just like this. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it was they say exactly what that. What a nightmare! <laughs> But I bet it, like, I don't know. I guess it could be way worse. It just, like, anyway, I mean, it just seems like something you don't go near with, like, a 10-foot pole unless you're, like, a part of it. Hell no. Hell no. And, uh, I mean, and the thing is, too, we had friends who didn't want to mosh, but they could go and stand in the back, and they did. Sure. They were totally fine, and they would just bob their head, love it. Sure. But, th- I mean, you really, like, you would go to see them live to just tear tear it up and yeah. just run back and forth. It's like and the one excuse for you to get to do whatever mm-hmm. the fuck you like <laughs> to like scream out all of your rage. Oh there's a <laughs> there's a good friend of mine, his name's John Bergman. He he lives in the city now, but we went to high school together and there was this one show we went to and it was it was a metal band and they were called uh This Present Darkness and they had this song called <coughs> Bringing a Knife to a Gunfight. And there's this killer fucking breakdown at the end. And we all know it's coming. Uh-huh. And so the way this venue was set up, there's like bleachers on the side and the stage right in front. Uh-huh. So John's sitting on the bleachers and I just watch him go, okay. And then proceeds to push every single person sitting next to him off of the bleachers <laughs> as this breakdown is happening and just runs and just starts swinging and going nuts, but just shoved every single person off the bleachers. Oh my God. And I remember seeing that. That's like that is awesome. <laughs> like, oh my god! It was. It's still to this day like one of my favorite John stories Moments. because he's probably one of the most intelligent, <laughs> like kind individuals I've ever met. <laughs> and that is just like such 
a great image of him forever. Right, yeah. right. That's so funny. Uh, so, like, I mean, you started this really young. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, I also didn't, like, s- smoke or drink or anything. Right. Like, I lived straight edge as hell yeah. until, until I got to college. Right. So what does that look like like that transition from uh like do you feel like because you mentioned before that there are people in the movement who are like pretty aggressive about oh, it like yeah. where do you felt where do you feel like you fell in that like fell, spectrum right i outside fell, the music stuff for sure for sure so the music was how you could say like that you were straight edge and you knew what you were and you knew what <laughs> that meant i guess right as opposed to just like no, I don't drink or do drugs. That's That was kind of like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like, it's so funny that we just decide these arbitrary things to oh, for sure. identify ourselves with. Oh, yes. Like not, not consuming uh, substances is what <laughs> defines me. So silly. But uh, anyway. <laughs> and like, and at the time, it, it it's so funny. Like it was, that was just what, I was like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. And I think that's what that's what did it for me. That's why it was different. You did have the people who were who were straight edge but also just really angry, really elitist and kind of just they ran in a crew and they were like this is what we are. Yeah. And we will fuck up anybody who gets in our way and like there were stories of like these kids who would go to frat parties like in the city and just look for fights. Jesus. Just like that's what they do. I was so not for that <laughs> I was in the camp of just like I made this choice and I'm I'm sticking with it and I like the fact that I've done this I like how I feel that I, I made this choice but that's the biggest thing this is this is for me and me alone I don't uh-huh. have any say over what anybody else should or should not do uh-huh. and uh, I that's how I, I kept it that way the whole time I was straight edge I was just like nope nope don't want to do that uh, but I support whatever you do, and I'd still go to like parties. I was just people. about to ask that actually. Yeah. And you, you would like. And would you DD for people? Like, were you that oh, guy? Yeah, they loved me. They uh, were, they were like, awesome. <laughs> I in college, I was the first one out of our group of friends to turn twenty-one, and they were <gasps> no like, "No way, hey, man! Is this cool? Can you buy us beer?" I was like, "Yeah." W- what do you want? And they would like tell us just like gin and rum. I was like, "Yeah." I don't know what that is. Can, That's so funny. Can you funny. like write it down or draw? And like, I think it got to the point where my friend, uh, one of my friends at college gave me a picture of like Bacardi and was like, this is what it looks like. <laughs> That's Go so find funny. this. That's so f- I remember the night before I graduated from college, all the seniors uh, or like most of the seniors had to do like something for graduation. So the people that we sent on a beer run were my friend Stephanie who like hadn't done, like wasn't 21 yet. So like hadn't done any like um, shopping of that <laughs> nature. My friend Bryson who also wasn't 21 but also did not drink. And my friend Ruxy who was of age but was foreign and only had a passport as an ID. Holy <laughs> so shit. They went to this like small town Walmart. They took so long because they were like, what do we do? It took like forever to even check out because Ruxy was the only one who could actually be there with the stuff. But the right. cashier was like, what? You're 
like what is this like what is this passport Mm. this like most functional identification we have in the world what is this (laughs) and then they get home they get back to campus and they're like we got beer it's really high alcohol percentage and we looked at it and it was natty ice oh and i was like and all of the seniors like all of us who had like been drinking for a while who were like 21 we're just like no, 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 oh. no. You've made a huge mistake. And they were like, what? Like, <laughs> it's just beer, right? <gasps> no, it was that natural is- ice a fucking case of natural ice, like oh, 6% alcohol. Geez. We're all like, well, fuck it. Like, we can't go back. Like, this is what we have. Like, that's it. And <laughs> we, like, I drank two and just remember that, like, this, them just like a cold brick oh, sitting in my stomach. God <laughs> damn it. And I guess, too, when like they come back bringing beer and like have the knowledge, just like, I can't you be. You can't be mad. Just, like, exactly. Uh, it was just like right. you saying, like, that they would send you on trips and you were just, oh, yeah. lost. just like, like uh, between, we just sent, like, a fucking crack team. Like, <laughs> right, right. Like, those are the people we're going to have yeah. with, for this heist. It will be great. <laughs> it was so funny. I mean, obviously, like, it still makes me laugh to think about now, but like, it was just so funny. They just didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And they thought they did so oh, good. That's the, and like, I did a good thing. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's exactly definitely, that. I did a good thing. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> it really, and it is, man, you, and if you think about it too, I guess it's like, I don't know, I remember walking in there by myself. I simply could have asked a cashier, like, hey, yeah. man, uh, do you have a Bacardi? Bacardi? Yeah. yeah. And he would have been like, oh, man, it's right over here. I'd be like, cool. I never drank before. Uh, can you help me? And he would have been like, oh, fun, man. And like, cool. It could have been that. Congratulations, but no. 21. And so, yeah, like, and so I was like, hello, sir. This is my Bacardi. Every, <laughs> everything okay here, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, my ID says I am 21. Right. It is so weird that even after you're of age, like something about the the way it's like stigmatized and the way right. with you drinking in the country, right. you still like feel like you're not supposed to be doing it it's it's very much i'm sure it was even weirder for you it was and like even when i i drank when i was 26 that was the first time yeah i was gonna and uh, point out that it had been yeah it was quite a while really so i moved to chicago and i kind of I guess when you're in college, you you do. It's the same. It's the same thing. You have the one thing that identifies who you are, and it's sure. kind of like, oh, this 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 Chris, he doesn't and drink, still but he's that. too fun. Yeah, and it was it was. And you did theater and everything. Oh yeah. yeah. So I was able to do that, and then like still hang out with a bunch of other. And people. you went to Christopher Newport. Christopher Newport University, Newport News. Go Captains. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was pretty small joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah small joint. It like. Was, thousand two thousand twelve hundred like yeah. something like that yeah. i figured it was somewhere in there based on what i knew about it mm-hmm. and knowing it was, you guys and stuff it was teeny but uh that's where like i, I loved it. i did theater there um i still would go to parties didn't drink and i was so i was great friends it with was everybody. honestly still such of like oh, who gives a shit i'm sure you had a great a time it was yeah. so much fun i mean i had a great time doing all that stuff and to think I was like, like I fucked up a few times. Sure. But like for the most part, we were relatively responsible. Oh yeah. And, uh, and that was great, but I'm sure I would have had just as much fun if like 
that had been where I was coming to it from. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, God. And I think, like, my biggest, my biggest regret from doing this or from doing it is I would go to parties and they would be playing beer pong. And my poor roommate was just like, hey, man, do you want to play? I was like, yeah. He goes, I'll drink your beers. Right. But the problem is, like, my biggest regret is that we would, he would be doing great. And he would continue to win, but, but still drink for two. Double. So we're, we're running this table and he's looking at me glazed in the eyes and yeah. just like, he looks at me and just goes, we have to lose. Yeah. That's so funny. Cause my, <laughs> my friend Bryson, who didn't drink from the last story was also that way he would play and yeah. Stephanie would usually be his partner and they'd be doing great, but she'd just get like twice as uh, fast in the yeah. can. Yeah. Uh. Sometimes he would play with other people and she would still drink his like, uh. just cause like she, like we still included him. You yeah. Know? Like, oh, of course. It was, it was not even a question. And he still, like I said, like we all still had a fucking blast. He like just, that was what he came to it with. In, when I turned 21 in college, I set this thing up that we all were going to play uh, straight edge drinking games. Oh, so we're, we're playing we're playing beer pong Cringe. full of lemon juice. Like that's what we're playing. Lemon and juice. And the best part is all of our friends were the best sports about it. And they nobody were, drank. Oh, they nobody drank first. Like they nobody drank. I think I think they were like we're bringing beer. I was like great, but we're going to play these games. So we would like we would play card games where. If you like lost, you had to shoot yourself with an airsoft gun, shit oh like that. Oh my god! I know, I know. And like, but looking back on it, it's just like I can't believe that these guys were so cool, cool to do that. And they're playing beer pong with lemon juice, just <sighs> people's like the moves and uh, top, like the roof of their oh, mouths yeah. are just I like can't peeling. That sounds and sh- awful. Oh, it was terrible. It was fucking. That awful. sounds way worse than just playing with beer. <laughs> 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 fucking natural li- uh-huh. natural ice would have been yeah oh right right <laughs> send Bryson to get it <laughs> uh, uh, that's so funny God. so yeah and we got to I guess it got to a point when I moved here to Chicago I was just um did you come right after school sorry I, did. I keep interrupting no no you no I at came at that point of the story but I just yeah, oh, it was oh. like about a year a year and a half after school okay so Andrew and I moved up here together and mm-hmm. um, we were living together and we would go to parties and like different things. And it was different for me. It was different because it very much was like, oh, do you not drink? It's like, no, it's like, are you in recovery? I was like, what? No, no. And they're like, are you religious? I was like, no. And they're like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> and people just like couldn't wrap their heads around I was around like, I'm straight it. edge. And then I hated explaining Having that. Having to say Yeah, it. because also too, I mean, like it, it does, it kind of comes with this. weird stigma of just it's funny so but you were like already doing comedy and everything right oh yeah and it's such an uh an inherent part of it is that yeah and i mean that's how you got to meet people that's Mm -hmm. how you got to socialize so it was hard it was really hard for me to just be at this place and just kind of not feel feel like you had something to do oh yeah and so and then it got to a point of just like, well, what what am I doing? I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, yeah. I don't know what beer's like. I don't know what yeah. AIDS is. So, <laughs> but that was like four. You still were here for what three or four years mm-hmm. before you started drinking, mm-hmm. man. And it's so funny that that 
those were like the t- things people jumped to. Oh, was yeah. was like, oh, so you must be like a recovering alcoholic. Oh, for sure. For, or, and, and the thing is, too, they were always really fucking nice about it. They're like, oh, that's man. That's good. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, are you in recovery? I was like, no. They're like, oh, okay. And you could just feel it. Like, like trying to figure it out. And what it and it was this it it became a thing is like no i don't drink and they and i had no reason to really back it right so it then made me feel uncomfortable which then i know whoever asked me about it was probably like oh i feel well this i feel uncomfortable doing this in front of him or is this guy judging me or is there any and so like that's these all could be projections i threw out there but it was enough that i was just like i i hate this i hate this feeling that's crazy yeah it's funny too because like so much of talking about um like making a decision for yourself and doing it because it it was you know what made you feel good and like you were a part of something and uh was like associated with this thing that you loved in music um and then other people in it like taking it to the extreme and like seeking out and beating people up it's like that's a fucking religious allegory like there is Mm -hmm. there is nothing different from that like explanation of that experience than what it is to like be a christian oh for sure and like i found myself i'd rather I, I drifted more towards the people who were just partying and hanging out versus the people who were like, they they had nothing to do. And it was kind of like, you felt like monkeys in a fucking cage because yeah. nobody's doing anything and you're just like, everybody's flexing, everybody's just kind of like, yeah, all of hangouts were this place of just, it's the same thing it shows. You just, you hunch your shoulders, cross your arms, and then you're just kind of like. That's so interesting to think about it like that as an analogy. Right. Of like what those hunched mm-hmm. up monkeys it, look like. And, like. and the thing is too, I mean, a lot of my very good friends, like they they were straight edge for a while and like, and then eventually it's just kind of, everybody grows up and you kind of do your own things. Uh-huh. And some of them are still straight edge, but that is such a secondary thing now for sure. them. Sure, it's not the way they it, would yeah. describe themselves. And like we means. said, times time you learn, you grow all within that. So it, I mean, and I think it also mm-hmm. becomes like a thing that you don't have to talk to people. Like right. you could just be like, no, thanks. Like, yeah, I'm good. And like, you don't feel compelled to like <laughs> tell people about being straight edge. Right. I don't know. Right. And, uh, and it's funny too. Cause I like, and I think about this too. I, uh, I started drinking and then shortly after met Ray Gordon. Oh yeah. Ray that's is, so funny. Ray's still, he's still doing yeah, it. Yeah. That's and he's, right. He's wonderful. And Ray is just a fucking glowing ball of energy and a beautiful person absolutely and i love him for that and that's so funny i was like you met him right after i was like i was always like oh man i wonder if that would have been different probably not but still like what if like if that was switched or i didn't drink and then met ray but i already gone into it yeah to see like if if you had been given an example of someone doing it Right. That's so yeah. interesting. Because I and I'll, do you because you don't really feel like you had anyone like that before that. Oh no! And I'll tell you, I have a massive straight edge tattoo on my right thigh. It is goes down. I got it when I was nineteen. <laughs> I fucking love it. I love this tattoo. Is to it death. like the X with it's the three X's in it? and then has a banner going down it, and it's uh, from a champion song that says "Our hearts are true to promises kept," and it is awesome. It now. Uh, a buddy of mine took like a fucking. He he took it and then wrote an expiration date on it. Oh really? 
I wasn't gonna cover it. I you was did like like, well, like a like a like a tat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, just real, real shitty, real quick. Just get, 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 get. so you have the date on it. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Yeah, it's fun. That's because cool. I was gonna ask, like, did you like deface it or something like that? Oh no, and that's and that's the thing is a huge part of what I did, and I don't, I never regretted it getting it. I never What's the did. band that the champion? <laughs> Seattle hardcore. Uh, man, mm-hmm. that is crazy. Uh, is that your only tattoo? That is my only tattoo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think was the straw? Like, do you think there was a like breaking point, or do you feel like it was something where you just, as kind of semi casually as you had stepped into it, you kind of semi casually stepped out of it? Kind uh, maybe a little both. I yeah. mean, I feel like. What was doing it really was I, I couldn't, uh, I wasn't able to socialize as, as well as I did. And I just also had no knowledge for it. Sure. Like I had no idea what it was. And I think I was just like, you know what? I'm going to see what this is like and go from there. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, yeah, that's kind of where it came from. This very, very. Yeah, uh, thought out for a while. I was like, "Am I gonna do this? Am I gonna do this?" And I talked to Andrew about it. So sure. Andrew and I had talked. We were like, "Hey, man, was he ever straight edge?" Or no, no, okay. No. But uh, he he was all like in college. He was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." Fine. And we were still, of course, yeah. That and, seems like his oh, response to it. <laughs> yeah, and then, but we were still great. And like, he was wonderful. And uh, he basically. Uh, I, I talked to him one night. I said, hey, man, listen, we were living together. And I said, I think I want to try drinking. And he looks at me and just goes, are you sure? Yeah. You, you want to do that? I was like, yeah. He goes, okay, what are you doing this Saturday? And I was like, nothing. He said, okay, don't make any plans. Aww. We went out to, that Saturday, we went out and got Mexican food. Mm-hmm. And we came back and Andrew had bought seven different types of beer Aww. so he had like an allegash white he had an ipa he had all like just standards and like he Buddy. got him i know so what a good friend he was the best and that's absolutely like that's the first uh-huh. way i drank was with like people i trusted very controlled environment oh for sure like and i it, wanted to know what it was like when i knew i was gonna be fine for sure and he even asked me too he goes now do you want a good experience or would you like the experience and i said <laughs> I, i'll take good please yeah <laughs> and this guy the two of us just sat there we split we split each, each split beer. A beer and so he would then explain kind of what this type of beer was Buddy. and i was just like okay and what a good he did he made us a playlist and what we did was drink and just play cribbage together <sighs> and slowly get progressively more drunk. Yeah. He was the best. What a good friend. Oh, it was perfect. And when we were done finishing the beer, she's like, good. Here's a shot of Jack Daniels. I was like, great. <laughs> He's like, all right, how you doing? I was like, let's go to the bar. He was like, oh, no. okay. Oh, yeah. He was the man. He was <laughs> like, he was the Where'd best. Where'd you go? Oh, we went to Fizz Bar at the time. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. Because, uh, oh, that's the thing too. Because that's when... Uh, one of the first things we did was do Bye Bye Liver. Right. But like we we did shows at Fizz Bar at the time. That's right. And they asked me to sub in to play the piano for Jeff who played the piano there. Uh-huh. And I remember sitting down with them and I was like, yeah, that's fine. I don't drink alcohol. And they all were just kind of like, oh, what? That's so funny. So they all were just, 
I would walk on stage with a Coke and <laughs> I think Shara at the time was just like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, a Coke. And she was like, give you? me a fucking empty bottle. Come here. Water's in there. Just drink it. And I was That's like, That's yes, so ma'am. funny. Yeah. So like they made it look like you were drinking. Oh, too. for sure. For sure. Wow. Like, so it was great. So we went to Fizz Bar and this is the first time any of those people had seen you me drunk. Toxic yeah, yeah. I was like, this is so fun. <laughs> they were probably losing their minds too. Oh, yeah. It was, it was great. Because people do get excited about stuff like that. They just like, it's yeah. the other side of the coin. Like people just want to like be a part of something. When For everyone's sure. involved, it's like, yay. yay. <laughs> You're doing a thing we love. Uh, let's all do it together. Exactly. It was exactly. That's so. so funny. And like you were still with people who knew you, like knew right. your history. Right. I was still like real controlled. And they were, and all of them were wonderful too, because in the sense they would... Oh God, they were wonderful. They'd be like, okay, when you go home, drink a lot of water, oh, yeah. make sure you take aspirin. And like, just made sure I was covered. I woke up the next day feeling a little crappy, but still like, was like, ah, I'm okay. Yeah. Everything's good. Yeah. And it was, it was perfect. It. That's like, great. I love that's it. That's like one of my favorite evenings in Chicago, Aww. which is such a funny thing to think about from when from where it came from from yeah. where, like I mean you've lived here for longer where you weren't right. drinking than when you were uh-huh right mm-hmm. wow yeah nuts it's nuts but uh yeah oh man that was it's it's a it's one thing i don't regret at all yeah. i don't either That's way good. yeah yeah i like seeing get it doing it for a while without uh like being here without drinking or, or anything like that and then seeing the other side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it would be really interesting. And it is. And don't get me wrong. Like, I have now, <laughs> I've had bad nights. Yeah. Just like, figured out. Last like, night. Oh, it's just like, oh, boy. Yeah, oh, you were saying boy. last night uh, that, they're, like, <laughs> at times you feel like you have to catch up and every once in a while you're, le- you're just like, I think mm. I caught up. Yeah. <laughs> wow. With a vengeance. Oh yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <coughs> um, what do you like? Because you're also a smoker. Like, yeah. where did that come in? Because I, honestly, the and one of the only reasons I ask is because I smoked on occasion when I was in college, mm-hmm. just because I had friends who did, and when I was drinking, it was good. Like, you know, it's a. a fun little head right. buzz and so i would do it and those were the worst hangovers i ever had right like, hands down mm-hmm. it feels like shit this is the worst part about smoking to me oh yeah it's i mean maybe not the worst but one of the worst <laughs> it's so funny it started like oh god i don't remember sorry to put you on the spot a no, little it's, but no, i feel like it's part means. of it <laughs> oh it absolutely is no uh, it was like we're gonna break we're gonna break all around and okay hard, i gotcha guess. Uh, but for me, I guess it started at a bad time in my life. I was mm. like, let's see what this is. And then started smoking and then much like cigarettes do, they got me hooked and <laughs> I just kept doing it. And now oh. it's just like, I'm here and I do it. And I mean, shit, it's really fucking hard to quit. And it, it's one of those things too, where. Anybody, anytime somebody's like, you should quit smoking, it immediately makes me just defensive. Just like, hey, fuck you. No. Like, yeah. I don't say that or, but just like this little twinge it's hard of just like, to no, I'm, I'm fine. hear someone just like comment right. on your lifestyle right. outside of, right. outside of the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was And something like, you may be a little defensive about 
in Already. the first space. Right? Yeah, because it's just like, this is universally known as a bad thing. Yeah. Please don't do it. Sure. But it for me, it was such a social aspect because I would get to know people at parties or elsewhere. For sure, yeah. Because that's what you did. You went out and was like, oh, ironically, much like what Straight Edge was, I was like, oh, we're in this together and this right. part of here. This is inclusive. Funny you thing. And I are, you and I are in on this one thing mm-hmm. and this is how we are already connected, mm-hmm. whether we like it or not. I mean, yeah, it's like drinking is is like that for sure, but I think it's just so universal, whereas the other things are like slightly more niche. Like even, you know, weed smoking is still right. like that too, I think. Right. Like it's one of those like, you got a friend to <laughs> like, uh, But it's... But it just immediately is like, oh, we have, like, it's so funny that I was thinking that it was, that like defining yourself by being straight edge was weird. Not necessarily weird, but just like, why do we pick substance use as the thing to define ourselves? But then it's like, the other side of that is totally true too. (laughs) Like it absolutely is. Yeah. Especially for younger people who are looking for some way to have an identity. That's Uh so funny. Yeah. And like, it's just, it's everything comes back to that, huh? Oh yeah. (laughs) Always does. Even the religious stuff, like comparing it to religion. For sure. And like, I mean, and just comparing any movement ever, you're going to have, the basis and the start of the idea and then your extremists that take it any mm-hmm. which way and every and like they'll make it or break it I guess mm-hmm. of what it's supposed to be <laughs> what uh because when I was going through school I knew people who were like who would like draw the X's mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. I knew what it was but I even though like I was never like pressured to be right uh for me it was like i just didn't get put into situations where i had to make the choice right um so it wasn't even really a choice as much as it was like i'm a just dis- yeah. an innocent little hello <laughs> i don't go to parties <laughs> like and that's just how it panned out yeah and uh and then like once like there was some very, very little drinking at my, my, when I like went to the governor's school, mm-hmm. it was like a science and math high school. Uh, there was very little drinking among like my, uh, friends. class. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like my friends, my class was like pretty good, like well-behaved kids. There were some exceptions and like, you know, like when people went home for the weekend, that was a different story, but they were just, most people like didn't do too much, like actually around where we went to school. Um, but like the grade above us and especially the grade below us, and it was only a two year school. So like the, when we were juniors, like our seniors were like a little more rambunctious than we are. And then when we were seniors, our juniors were like way more rambunctious than we were. So like the first time I ever, like, I I don't say the first time I ever drank because like I didn't, like I had some of like a modicum of alcohol right right but it was i was in my bathroom like as a senior in high school because that's where people like stayed up Mm -hmm. late because you could get away with it and it was like past curfew hanging out with other people and i went into my it was either my sweets bathroom or like another sweets bathroom that i was hanging out with and uh they were taking shots 
out of a pill, like a pill bottle because nobody had a shot glass. And they were like, hey, you want a shot? And I was like, you know what? Why the fuck Why not? The fuck like, not? and that was all I did. And it was like, well, that was like first time for everything, and that mm-hmm. was it. And then I like carried on with the rest of my night. Like, yeah. probably didn't even notice like right, what it felt right. like to be different. And then, like I told you, like the first time I actually drank was with a bunch of people from that school, and it was oh, like that's great, totally controlled. Like, we had we only drank like two nights out of this like seven night trip. We brought like a very small amount of alcohol. If somebody cut you off who like knew what they were doing, then you had to fucking listen to them. Like That's we great. had all these rules. That's great. We were such fucking nerds. You had like a, you had like a beer shaman. That's great. <laughs> yeah, basically like we there were like a couple people who were like a little more experienced drinkers than the rest of us. And as a group, we all just decided that there were enough of us who like hadn't ever drank before that like that what they said went basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was great. And like that for a long time, that was like where I there, those were the people that I like really drank with. Like I didn't I wouldn't party like too hard while I was in col- while I was at college. But like every time we got back together, like at somebody's house for the weekend or something like that, it was just like pretty no holds barred. That's awesome. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what have been some of the moments like since you stopped being straight edge that you were like man like i get this like this is a blast uh the first night i drank for Mm -hmm. sure um good god there have been (laughs) there have been great nights and then also nights of just like holy i'm sure fuck this is awful um but uh, I just feel like most people have those. Well, I don't know. They, oh, I mean, generalizing. That's, I feel yeah. like so many people have those experiences while they're in college. Like, oh yeah, you go through. You see, like both ends of that spectrum very quickly. And like, I think for me that that first night was kind of like, I get it. Mm-hmm. I like what this is. And then at the time I was at the time I was dating Shara, and it, she drank, and I didn't. And that was also. I don't know. It was kind of like a thing. It was like, hey, this isn't weird anymore. Like that yeah. weird barrier of any kind of her feeling bad or me feeling or any kind of like those. That's nice. Fears are. Like, yeah. That would be a hard thing. Yeah. They were gone now. And it was just like, oh, this is great. Oh, so like we could we yeah, could go out, get a drink together. And like it wasn't like I'll take a martini and a Coke or right. whatever the fuck and it like, was. She's always wondering if you like actually are OK with right, it. Right. And you're always wondering if like not really understanding where she's coming to the equation right. from because you'd literally never even done it. Mm-hmm. Like, man, that's hard. It is. It's and a, a hard, like different level to be on with someone. Right. And so for me, I very much was just like, no, that's now that's kind of gone uh-huh. and we can just, there's no, like it wasn't even pressure because she was great about it. There sure. was no pressure. But then again, whatever might have been there was now removed and now I we totally were get that set right <laughs> that's great. That's great. Uh, that's man i think it's just it really was then like the progressively just drinking with other people going to parties and not feeling like i was weird and like making myself feel weird i was like oh no this is this is fine you could go to a bar with people you could just kind of Right off the bat now, you were just kind of, I don't want to say, the word included is not right because Mm -hmm. nobody was exclusive. Right. But then you could go there and you you didn't have to put any pressure on yourself. Sure. That's not what I did anymore. So I was just like, oh, that's great. Wonderful. We're all, we're all in this together. Right. Uh, So I was going to, I think this is where I was going when I first mentioned like my relationship with it, but 
do you know much about like do you think it's still a really popular movement like do you think there's like how do you feel like it exists now because i feel like it was something that got so popularized when we were like that age uh it certainly now has a stigma more than it does ever. Really? With what happened uh, shortly after Straight Edge was kind of created, there was this kind of crew, this large scale crew called FSU, which stands for Friends Stand United. Friends Stand, Stand United. United. And it basically came from a place of we all got each other's backs. You fuck with one of us, you have to fight 10 of us. And like, but of course that's not what the idea was. It then turned into this giant violent and they'll never say it. They, they were all like, we're not a gang. We're not a gang. We're not a, but like, they were okay. <laughs> kind of like, Dude, you're pretty fucking close. And so it I was mean, like a faction of straight edge. Is that was, what you would it call it? It was a it? faction that just spawned out of a, uh, People up in Boston. Oh, those same like there's a there's aggressors. a great people from Boston being like aggressive. I know, and I know. Exclusive, God, <laughs> that is out of character. Uh, I am generalizing, but I don't give a uh, shit. <laughs> if the Red Sox hat fits, yeah, wear, wear it. it. <laughs> uh, Red in the car. <laughs> yeah, come on, get out of here. There, and the thing is, this like. It's just, there's this great DVD called Boston Beatdown. <laughs> oh my God. And it very much is. It Freak follows Street what Hooligans. this, yeah, kind of, kind of <laughs> follows this movement. And uh, it was self-made in Boston. There was just like, a, these guys were like, no, this is, this is our city. This is what we stand for. We are the, we are the toughest we'll be. And I mean, like. God, that sounds for, like such a nightmare. And so FSU is still around, but they have gone through some massive fucking like, things and issues nobody when when the crews were the biggest i think they now are all like either out of it or they're married they have kids they don't care anymore right and uh, i definitely would say the movement is not as uh i don't think it's as big uh-huh. i think that people are people have taken a kind of altogether different take on what they sing about and what they care about interesting yeah and it's not like one note it's kind of like it's oh, it's like not a yeah, different it, mix of voices yeah it's not like me and my buddies are gonna go fuck you up at a party it's this kind of like hey i'm getting older and i don't know how to fucking deal with this interesting so i'm going to just hold on to anything i can that's i feel like that voice is becoming like more and more ex- it's it's La- very more, louder and louder. Yeah, and it is. It's 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 in music, but like also just a, kind of across the board. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's the new generation of musicians, or do you think it's the older generation like kind of chilling out, or a little combination of both? I think that they're in all in all accounts, all the music I listen to, there has been a shift of like the old guard and the new guard coming mm-hmm. in, and it, it's a different time. It's it's. It really is now. Music has become such an accessory, and it's so accessible to yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. You can hear every. There's bands all over the place who are coming up, and a lot more voices. So it's maybe a little harder to hear the one that speaks to you the most. Sure. And 
There's a lot of truth to that, mm-hmm. especially if it's diversifying. Right, right. And and the thing is, for me, I still listen to a lot of the same music I listened to in high school, and it's not and it's not from a place of nostalgia. It's from a place of just like, nope. You still really they dig still it. fucking they still hit home. Yeah. And, and again, it's just there's still songs that they sing about and things. are just like, nope. This still means a lot, if not more so now. And one thing too about hardcore is. The lifespan of bands is not very long. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's hard. It's because, again, you're playing. You think it's like the lifestyle? I think it's the lifestyle. I also think it's the niche of music. A lot of people uh, are like, there's not a lot of people who like to go to that primal show. Right. Yeah. There's no traction for it. Right. And all, I mean, and even the bands that have stuck around, they've changed their sound altogether. Like, because they've kind of had to. They, they had to, and they also were like, nope we don't want to play this anymore. We kind of grew up or we have a different take on things. That's really interesting. There's this band called Ceremony who they released this album called Violence, Violence, Violence. <laughs> it's great. It's, I don't think it's called Violence, Violence, Violence. I think it's actually just Violence three times, but on the uh, album. But oh, regardless, oh, oh. it is just fast, angry, hard, and it's just these guys are ripping and you look at them now, they don't sound anything like that anymore. Huh. Yeah. They've like completely kind of changed what they sound like. And it's it's interesting. It's weird, but it's also more melodic and more accessible on some uh-huh. of the accounts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think this movement, I would say for sure, people, I still know, I still have straight edge friends, but they're straight edge in the sense that I was where it is a choice that they've taken and they've just, they never saw the need for it and they are still living their lives and they're wonderful fucking people. Uh-huh. They're wonderful. And I wholeheartedly am like, that's cool as shit. Well done. I think that, I don't know for sure. And also I might be just a little bit out of touch with it now. I don't think it's as big How as How much it's as, like permeating mm-hmm. right, still. right. Do you think there's something to be said for, or do you think this is a part of it? Like the clarity of mind? Like, do you think, do you have any kind of like, I don't know, I guess philosophical thoughts where that's concerned? Like, is there something to be said for, you know, kind of not clean have, living? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's weird. It's, there is something to be said. There are people I know who, who do that, and they're mm-hmm. just like, they're vegan. They're they don't drink. They don't do anything, and they're very happy. And they've, but at the same time, I guess like, there's other people who are equally as healthy. Smoke a pack of cigarettes a day, eat red meat, and then just drink into oblivion. Right. And they're all like I, like mentally healthy. Right. I think that. Uh, I mean, it's all through what the substance is without the depressant of alcohol. I'm sure that you're going to be, I I mean, like physically, I'm sure you're going to feel a little bit better, but at the same time, alcohol is what it is and you can still be okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everything in moderation. Everything in moderation. That's exactly it. 
That's I was a, just curious to that's see. That's a great question, though. <laughs> I like that a lot. I feel like that has to be a part of the conversation, you know? like Oh, for sure. For that, because I think about that a lot. As someone who does use certain substances, right. like, would it look different? I, do, I think I've, like, I drink a lot less yeah. now than I did, like, in my late college years and my early Chicago years. Mm-hmm. And it feels a lot better. Like, I just... Like I woke up at ten this morning and ran and don't feel like shit. Like, See, yeah, yeah, and like that's the thing you find your priorities and they change. And so oh, for sh- I mean, that's, that's like a huge best. part of it. Oh, it's like, the best. Uh, that's that's definitely a huge part of it. Is uh, you know, be, like if you want something in your life as a major part of it, like you can't choose everything. Like right. you. When Megan Strickland did the podcast, or fuck, I did that when she was on the show too. When Megan Sullivan was on the podcast, <laughs> motherfucker. When Megan Sullivan was on the podcast, uh, we talked about just like, she talked about being a show booker. And one of the things she said during it that really stuck with me is like, I think that you can only pick three. It's like, for me, it's been like comedy, school, uh, life or like something like that and it was like comedy school and like her relationship you know right. like and like every time you wanted to add another like pillar one of the other ones had to go right, you know yeah, what I mean sure. and like for you and I it's like do you, is 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 that three like comedy work and like your social life who like it, who, it's right. like I really think about it a lot and I think there's there's really an element to that of like if you want your lifestyle to include like staying out and being social as hell until like two in the morning, you more often than not, right? Something else goes. Like something you can't else do it all. Yeah, and it might be work. Yeah, <laughs> like, and it might be like, like nope. seriously, it might that might be the thing that you phone in if it's not important to you. Right, and it, I mean, and that's the thing to say with that. If you have that mindset of that the three things, mm-hmm. whether you use substances or not, I'm sure that depending on how you feel, if you if you follow that versus like not drinking, I'm sure two people will react completely differently or the same. I it, bet you're right. So for sure. It it very much is. It, you hit the nail on the head. It, it's really just everything in moderation, and also everything from a not to the extreme yeah. of just. You don't, don't go looking for fights. Don't fucking do it. Just like (laughs) hang out. Let's just talk. Let's just drink a Gatorade and just like be our, be buds. I Uh mean, that's, and that's what, if you think about it too, what brings us, what brought us all together is going to see live shows and going to see music. And, and yeah, when I, when we were there, we did, we danced and we moshed and we went hard, but that was kind of it. It's like, you knew how to do it. You knew how to watch yourself. Uh-huh. I never got hurt. I never got like hit or anything at a show. If it did, it would be like, oof, almost. Yeah. But it was never, nobody was coming at me. And if you fell, people picked you up. Mm-hmm. And I just lucked out that that was kind of- Your experience with what it. I grew, Yeah, yeah. That's so funny because you could say the same, you could apply that same like experience to substance use. You mm-hmm. know, like if you're fun and you- 
and you dodge some bullets and like sometimes you maybe push it too far to the edge, but somebody picks you up for like, yeah. but it it starts getting more hairy when Uh (laughs) you Uh start getting more reckless. And some, some people can't not be more reckless. And like, I'm sure there are people like that, like in the pit too, just don't know how to back it off. Oh no, 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 no. (laughs) And the thing is, I feel like more so, ah, you start to find again these bands where you're like, oh fuck, this is their fan base. This is oh. who it is now. What the fuck happened? That's crazy. I went to see the Wonder Years play with uh, John Patrick Cohn. Poor guy got like fucking kicked in the side, really? like hot, kicked right in the neck, and had to leave. And fuck. I felt so fucking bad because that's we love this band. Yeah, and we were there in the middle. And these kids were just out for fucking Raging. blood. And I was just like... That sucks. And what's, and what's ironic is this is a band that their last album, the fucking tagline and kind of the mantra of everything was we're no saviors unless we... Uh, we're no saviors if we can't save our brothers. Uh, Which is like, well, then don't fucking hit them in the neck. Please leave them alone. Pick them up. It's really like the hypocrisy of some like <laughs> movements and yep. like things that are, are set out to be positive is right. is one of my, a thing that frustrates me to no end. <laughs> like it is, it, and it's one of those things where it's like, it just seems like it does more harm than good because the people who look at that and go, holy shit, that's crazy hypocritical. I don't want any part of it. Like that, you just poison the pot. You know what I mean? Like you just keep, uh, uh, bringing out the worst in people and the worst kinds of people instead of like, yeah, yeah. I hate it. I hate it so much. Oh, I know. Let's just all be cool with one another. Yeah, come on, <laughs> hug me, please. <laughs> um, cool. Is there anything else that you feel like you would be remiss if you if you didn't speak to it? Like, is there some aspect of that journey or lifestyle that you feel like we haven't touched on or like? Um, I don't know. I mean, no, I think we got it. Yeah. I, I like it was a huge, it was a big part of my life. And like I said, I don't regret it mm-hmm. at all. You're three years removed or so, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where does, what does it feel like three years later? Like to look back at, at that. I, I know you said no regrets on either side. Yeah, no, I mean, I, th- I look back on it and I think of how much fun it was to just drive down to Richmond and mm-hmm. see, these bands play and I think that being removed from it, I don't listen to that music as much as I did. Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot more other stuff and I think that plays a big part of it. I honestly don't huh. think about it as much anymore. It's just kinda like, Oh yeah, there's a That was the thing. Straight I mean. edge. Yeah. Interesting. So it's it very much is it's 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 a, it was a big part of my life and it's something I have to be like, Yeah, I did this I know for a what while. That felt like. Yeah, I know exactly how that felt like and if and even so like if anybody else is just like i'm not drinking or anything i hope that i'm there just yeah. be like hey i get it you're at this party man i get it come on stick around we'll, we'll make great. it we'll make it okay that's a really nice person to have in your corner oh man and that's like i i want anybody who doesn't drink and feels that way it's just like please please find me don't don't do it that's great i promise you on this end I understand where you're being and where you are, and if you don't want to, if you don't want to drink and you're sticking with it, fucking stick with it. Props to you, Ray Gordon. 
<laughs> that dude, Aww. that dude's a fucking sunbeam. He's great. I'm really glad that our paths crossed while he was still in Chicago, mm-hmm. and I wish him the best in LA. Yeah. Um, how do you think your love of and experience with knowledge of straight edge and that lifestyle um, has influenced you both creatively and just kind of your life in general? I know that's something we've talked about a decent amount, but... Sure, sure. So, I think the knowledge of that has... It certainly opened up... It's a, it's a, like a well of... More so, not necessarily the lifestyle, but where it came from, which mm-hmm. is that style of music, that whole scene, and mm-hmm. that kind of... Just aggression and movement that spawned from whenever you'd go to a show... I think what I can take from it is just, I mean, I know how to handle myself in a pit. Sure. I I love seeing live music and I love that, anything that has that driving force with it. Sure. Please, please keep it. Mm -hmm. And anything that, it's just allowed me to kind of see the middle ground and the best in what movements are. That's great. I think that's where it is. Like, that's what I can take the most from it. It's just kind of like, no, no, no. You absolutely can take an idea and form it for yourself and not necessarily go to one extreme or the other. You can make that yours and live by that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to, if you don't believe that anymore, then walk away. You're not married to it. Yeah, you're not hauled to it. And even if you were married, you'd get divorced. So yeah, oh, no yeah. It's no just strip like, no, nah, man. <laughs> Prenup. Right. Do you feel like, how do you think uh, music, like, the kind of music that you love has uh, factored into your creative life. Oof. I mean, I'll tell you this. Pop punk music is... Yeah, because you thought about die. talking about pop it'll punk. It'll never die. It'll never die. Do you so, feel like that's what you play when you do? Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> I feel like anything that that uh, Church Basement has done or anything like Church that basement. has come from... Honestly, from even a time in your life where you listen to pop punk music and we're just an awkward kid in high school that's mm. that's where that spawns from and just knowing that so well it's the perfect name for that yeah. like idea oh yeah <laughs> and so you had that style of music it's just my favorite because it's still you have these fucking awesome harmonies and you have these guys just guys and girls by the way yeah. who are just so fucking good at what they do and that's the be- that's the best part right now. Pop punk is transferred to be so much more of a genuine thing mm-hmm. and a genuine message that comes through as opposed to like uh I guess I'll say Blink Way Two is very much just like their early albums of just they're great. Yeah. They're fucking great, but uh-huh. still like this is very much just like, hey, uh we're gonna go to a party and I, I have a crush on this girl and this and there's so much more to be said now and people have taken this genre and this is the transfer of the old guard to the new. Sure. Where the cool thing is these guys, Blink Way Two, uh, Green Day, all these all these guys who've been around for a while, they're now sure. helping and producing other records that these that's guys come up with. That's fucking awesome. I feel like that's all you can ask for or like just I just know. I feel like the same thing happens in comedy. You know, mm-hmm. like comedians who get big and like. You are probably still working, but like don't really have that heat like on them to have to be like like trying to make it all the right, time. Right. 
the ones of those people who like prop up people they believe in and like produce stuff for people like your Amy Poehler's producing your broad cities you know what yeah. I mean like that yeah. shit that shit makes me warm like and, and like she just done the same thing for um Billy Eichner and Julie Clouds like she's done that on multiple shows like people that she just thinks are really fucking funny she produces her shows and like I feel like you can point to that in comedy across the board and I it's cool to know that that exists in music as well for sure uh with guys like like blink mm-hmm. <laughs> got a new album dropping oh yeah blink yeah. does yeah soon i don't know There's you gonna a, listen to that shit uh <laughs> we'll see we'll see it's, it's really just like blink way to minus tom with uh fucking matt skiva of alkaline trio we'll see it, right. it could be fun it's a it's gonna be a collection of fun songs i hope that's what i'm hoping for <laughs> What do you feel like is your like some of your favorite pop punk right oh, now? Oh man. Uh well the two bands recently this week dropped new albums. Uh there's a band called Modern Baseball who's playing at Lollapalooza, which is just nuts. Good really? for them. Yeah. They just dropped a new album called Holy Ghost. It's very good. Mm-hmm. And it's just those guys are very good at what they do. And then this band called The Hotelier, they're dropping their album. It's streaming right now, but they're dropping it on the 27th. And those guys are coming off of a, this is their third album, coming off of a second album, which was just written from a place of just angst and anger and all the things that make you uncomfortable and all these just, it's like you are going to live in this moment with this album right now. So that was played. This next one is just like, we're going to come from a place now of calm release calm release, and just kind of, I promise you, it is okay. We'll find it. Man, that's like, cool. You're a little off balance, a little off kilter, but you'll find it. That's awesome to see that happen. And, oh, yeah. And kind of that whole spectrum of emotions where uh, like... The music and the movement are all concerned. Oh, for sure. And like, these guys... Tightly wound to like unlo- unleash. And these guys are just doing... They're creating really cool stuff. And it is coming from a place of what Saves the Day did. And like their influences, the Get Up Kids. And I mean, all these people they loved. Mm-hmm. It's like, there it is. You listen to the same shit I did. And <laughs> what you're creating from that, oh, you can so hear it. Of course it. you love oh, it. Oh, it's just like... Uh, that makes so much sense. That's cool. They've evolved from it. And it's just... It How makes fun is that? It's the best. That's so great. Well, I'm glad we got to touch yeah, on that a little, a little nugget there. Because <laughs> I knew that that's something that you were passionate uh, enough about it. to consider talking about as oh. well. And I also knew it would kind of fold in really For sure. Naturally. For sure. That's great. This has been so much fun. This has too. Thank, thank you, you so much. No, thank you. I love you and I mean that. Oh, I love you too. This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.